You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. And as we go into God's Word this morning, I want us to pray. Father, we thank you for your Word, which is spirit and is life. I thank you for everyone, those here, those online, everyone under the sound of my voice. I bring them under the Lordship of Jesus. Lord my God, and under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I ask that your word will come with precision, with clarity, with power, and simplicity, with transforming power, with changing power, Lord, with renewing power, with cleansing power, let your word wash your people. Let veils be removed. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, let intoxicants of this world be flushed out in the name of Jesus. As your people partake of your word this morning, let them drink, hallelujah, from the living water. Let them be drunk with your spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. First Peter chapter 5, from verse 5, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and clothe, be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Uh, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Be sober. Be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Be sober, be vigilant. Be sober, be vigilant. You have an adversary who specializes in serving you with what? You can drink so that you lose your sense of judgment and then you become an easy target. So the enemy's strategy is quite simple. He just needs to talk. He needs to start talking and talking and talking. And as you open yourself and you start receiving what he's saying, you start receiving, then you start believing, then when you start believing, you start agreeing, then when you start agreeing, then you are out of agreement with God. You are now in agreement with your foe. So he loves to feed the nations with lies. He loves to feed the nations with his doctrine, with his teaching. He loves to feed the nations with his drink. 
anybody that is going to walk with God would have to learn to be sober. Okay? And the most sober people on earth today are people who are drunk with the Spirit of God. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So you, you, you need to know what you're drinking. All right. Know what you drink. You don't, you, don't, you don't just drink everything that is being served. There is what is good for you and what is not good for you. Isn't that so? Yes. So the enemy constantly bombards you with his drink. And what are some of his drinks? Come on. Help me this morning. Fear, worry, yes. Unforgiveness, okay. What else? Anxiety, yes. Pride, that's right. What else? Strive. Huh? Foolishness, oof. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Huh? These are all drinks in the spirit. <laughs> These are all drinks in the spirit. So you have to be careful what you take in. To drink means to receive. Okay. If you if you if you if you if you want to drink, you want to drink water, you have to you have to open your mouth, isn't it? And take it in. You have to receive it into you. Okay? Yeah. So that's what happens when somebody starts telling you things that make you fearful. And you start taking it in. You are drinking. You see, that's what, spiritually, that's what you're doing. You're drinking. When people, when someone starts telling you things that cast doubt over God's word in your life, it's a drink. It's a drink. The moment you take it in, you've drunk it. Okay? It starts with a sip. And then de depending, if you've acquired the taste for it, Then you will continue. All right. You know, there are some drinks that you have to acquire the taste. <laughs> yeah, there are some things you, you're given and, and you drink. Is it, oh, I don't like this. Isn't that so? Yeah. But then, as you keep drinking it, you start getting used to it. So what didn't used to taste nice before starts tasting, hmm, so nice. So what, what has happened? You have acquired the taste for it. So what the enemy does is that he tries very hard to make sure that we acquire the taste 
for his drink. So, so before you didn't used to, you didn't used to handle um, unbelief well. Okay, when somebody comes and is is causing you to doubt and to disbelieve, you you resist it. But then uh, now you've taken it so much that now it's like hmm, it makes sense. What should not make sense to you now makes sense. That's why the Bible says the fool says in his heart there is no God. Why? Because there was a time in his heart that he knew there was God. Do you understand? There was a time he knew that there was God. Then a drink was served. He said, come on, this thing, look at all of this. This is just random, you know. <laughs> There's no such thing as God. There's no, no I mean, what's your, what evidence do you have? What proof? What proof do you have that there is God? It's a drink. Then you start looking, well, I've never seen God before. So maybe that means there's no God. Mm-mm. How many of you have seen atoms before? Come on. You've seen atoms, electrons, neutrons. You've seen them, right? You haven't? Caroline, are you sure? Ah, you are so prophetic. I mean, you should have seen this thing. No, you haven't seen it. But you believe. So, you can believe that, but when it comes to God, you say no. Can't you see that that's a drink? It's a drink. So, the nations have been served this drink. You know, in institutions of learning, there are drinks that are being served. So you become so smart that you become senseless. Huh? And you start believing what has no evidence. It's like this time I was engaging some atheists and we were talking. They were trying to be smart. So I said, okay, fine. Um, I asked the question. I said, at at what point, at what point does, if, if you can prove to me the mind, okay? Because we're trying to say, look, I'm saying there's a difference between the mind and the brain. Okay? I'm saying to them, there's a difference between the mind and the brain. They say, no, 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 the brain is just an, an organ, you know. That does everything. I said, it's a lie. Why? Because you, there's no machine that you can use to get into my brain to get my memory, my childhood memory. Well, it's not there. It's not stored in the, in the brain. It's in the mind. 
And the mind is a different, it's a different organ <laughs> to the brain. So that's where your memories are. Your mind. Now, your brain is an organ that God has created and given you to help your body to function. So, your brain, yes, it's, it's, it's a thinking faculty, but it is different from your mind. So, when you die, when you die, your brain dies. But your mind doesn't die. Hello? Did you think about that? Now, start thinking like that. Your brain is fantastic. It's powerful. God gave us a powerful supercomputer called the brain. But I'm telling you, your mind is something else. Your mind is something else. When you stand before God, you will be there with your mind. But you won't be there with your brain. Because your brain is going into the earth. Your brain will be buried. But your mind will not be buried. It can't be buried. It's not a physical thing. And so we debated and debated and debated. So I was trying to find out how they can get my childhood memory from my brain. They should find a technology that can go into my mind. You know, yeah. I know you can do light detectors and all those things, but that's very superficial. You can't go deep. What about the subconscious mind? So, the enemy targets your mind. He targets your mind. If your mind believes something, your brain can't go against what your mind believes. <laughs> you get my point? Yeah. So, if you believe it is impossible, you are right. If you believe it is possible, you are right. So your brain takes instructions. It is instructed by your mind. Your spirit instructs your mind. <laughs> so the devil doesn't have direct access to your spirit because it's in the it's 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 a recreated. Your spirit is perfect. Your spirit is in the image and likeness of God. All right? Your image is reborn. I mean, your spirit is reborn. So, it is like God. So, your true potential is in your spirit. Okay? But your mind is in between your brain, your body, your life, 
and your spirit. So your mind is kind of like the gatekeeper. Okay? It's like the gatekeeper that now regulates what comes in and what goes out. And that's why if you don't renew your mind, if you don't take care of your mind, you can lose it. That's why there's a lot of mental illness today. It is not, it is not a brain illness. It's a mind thing. It's a mind thing. So the Word of God can help you. And so spiritually, when you drink in the Spirit, it affects your mind. Whatever you take in, finds a place in your mind. And once it settles there, and now you are so convinced that God is against you, there's no gospel that anyone can preach to you. Because you've drank something that you're not supposed to drink. So, be careful what you let in. And that's why you need to be sober. <laughs> you need to be sober. When you are sober, then you are able to watch. You are able to watch over your, the, what happens in your mind. Don't be passive. Okay? Passivity is not good. Even when you are resting, don't be passive. Okay? Let your mind be engaged. Let your, even when you are meditating, you are not passive. That's why you shouldn't do transcendental meditation. That thing will open your mind to demons. So when you want to meditate, you don't empty your mind. That's not, that's not true meditation. Don't empty your mind. Why would you empty your mind? Don't you know there's no vacuum in the spirit? Yeah. If you empty it, you are making room for something. So don't listen to them when they say empty your mind. No. Fill your mind with the word of God. Yeah. So when you want to meditate, you take a scripture. You read it. Then you speak it. Hallelujah. Amen. Then you personalize it. Amen. Then you pray it. Amen. And then you start applying it. Amen. That's meditation. Yes. Yes, That's biblical meditation. <laughs> what is that? Don't do that. When you do that, you invite <laughs> you invite something you don't want. All right? So be sober. Even when you are listening to people, okay? As people are talking, be sober as you are listening. Hallelujah. When you are watching the TV, be sober as you are watching. When you are listening to the news, be sober as you are listening. 
When you are sitting down with your buddies and you are, you're, you're having fun, be sober. Don't, don't forget that the fact that you are surrounded by your friends doesn't mean that the enemy is not, is not around. You see, be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion. He is there. So when you're there, even when you're with family, be sober. When you're in the office and you, you, know, you, you know those intense moments, be sober. Be sober. Because if you start drinking and you, get now, you now get intoxicated, then you start behaving in a way that is out of character. Because you've drank from another cup. Remember last week we talked about the cup of demons and, you know, the cup of the Lord. So even in the midst, anytime there are people, I'm telling you, there's something being served. There's always something being served. Okay? So when you sit down and you, you, you're having a good time, just tell yourself what is being served. Ask, talk to yourself. Advise yourself. Learn to advise yourself. Okay? If nobody's advising you, try, you know, advise yourself to be sober. Okay? And tell yourself, okay, why? Why am I being told this? Yeah. The moment you spot it, <laughs> you're on the winning side. But when you don't spot it, that's when. When you're not aware, and then it gets in, and then in. And before you know it, you start feeling funny about Munewa. Huh? Yeah. You just, you just start feeling funny about her. And you say, why is she always bubbly? What's wrong with her? <laughs> so when you start feeling like that, advise yourself to stop drinking that feeling. Because that drink is what is producing the feeling. Yeah, the, the drink, drinks. Don't you know that drinks affect feelings? Yeah. If you want to feel happy, you know, there are some drinks. You, you, you just drink. You just start feeling. <laughs> Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. So it's the same thing in the spirit. There is what we drink that makes us start feeling down. You start feeling dull. You start feeling... <laughs> you know? It's a drink that produces that feeling. So what you need to do is to counter it quickly. The moment you, you catch yourself drinking the wrong drink, stop it quickly and start drinking something else. Start drinking something else. Yeah. Why? Because 
It's good for you to drink of the Holy Spirit. It's good for you to drink of the Word of God. Yes, the Word of God is... is do you know that the, the, the Word of God is like water? The Bible talks about the washing of water by the Word. Jesus said, you are washed by my words. So, as I'm speaking, if you, if you receive it, it will wash you. It can wash the dirt off your mind. That's why we need the Word of God all the time. Drink. Jesus said, everyone that thirsts should come to me and drink of the living water. He says, he that believes in me out of his belly, out of his spirit, will flow rivers of living water. So do you know that you're carrying rivers inside you? Rivers flowing out of you. For, for who? Does a river drink its own water? The rivers don't drink their own water. The water that the rivers carry is for the benefit of others. So the rivers flowing out of you, people should be able to drink from your life. You see? People should be able to drink from your life. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You're carrying rivers inside you. And then you're going to drink something else. Hmm? No. People sh should be refreshed when they come in contact with you. Yeah, because they've drank from the river. Yeah. That's why people were always refreshed around Jesus. Because he was always giving the right drink. He said to the Samaritan woman, give me to drink. And she says, why are you talking to me? You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. And he says to her, if you knew who it is that is talking to you, you will ask him to give me the living water. And then you will never thirst again. Huh? In John chapter 4. Yes? Let's, let's read that. And this woman, very quickly, a very smart woman, I'm telling you. This, this Samaritan woman. <laughs> the woman... Okay, Jesus, Jesus said to her from verse, verse 7 of John chapter 4, a woman of Samaria came to, to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. You see, Samaritans were considered like second-class citizens. 
they were like, you know, they were not pure breed. They were considered a mixed breed. You know, so because of that, it was an insult for a Jew. In fact, one of the times they insulted Jesus, they called him a Samaritan. So if they called you a Samaritan, it was, it was the worst thing you could say to a Jew. And so this woman is saying, you are being a Jew, you're coming to ask for a drink for me. And look at what Jesus says in verse 10. He says, if you knew the gift of God, come on. If only you knew the gift of God. Huh? And who it is who says to you, give me a drink. You would have asked him and he would give you living water. So there is living water. There is water that brings life. There's water that brings life. And skip to verse 13. Jesus said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. That's the water in the well. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. Yes, but the water that I shall give will become in him a fountain of what? Of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman immediately said, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. <laughs> immediately. She knew. I mean, look, this is a woman who is the talk of the town, right? And she's taken several women's husbands. So the community don't like her. And, and, and usually the women go to the wells to, to take water, you know. And uh, usually when they go to fetch water, it's either early in the morning or in the evening. But she's here at, at noonday. Why is she there at noonday? She's trying to avoid other women. <laughs> she's trying to avoid the other women because now, you know, this, at least they won't be here. They would either have fetched or they'll be coming later. So she comes at a time where there'll be nobody. And that's where Jesus is. Amen. Divine appointment. Somebody said divine appointment. That's right. So that was a divine appointment. And Jesus, Jesus is, is, is beginning. He begins his conversation by asking her for a drink. And he knew what he was doing. Give me a drink. She says, nah. How can this fine Jewish man be asking me for, for a drink? <laughs> and immediately he tells her about the living water. She says, give it to me so that I don't have to come here. I don't need to face anybody. I don't want the stress of coming here. Let me just drink this water you're talking about. So there is a water that you have. And Jesus says it will spring from, from, from you into everlasting life. And obviously we know he's talking about salvation there. He's talking about salvation. So this is what you need to be drinking from. To drinking from, from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit. Okay? 
That's why in Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians 5 says, do not be drunk with wine, okay, in which is dissipation, but be filled, come on, with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the most sober people are people that are filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit fills you up to a point where you now begin, you are controlled by the Spirit. Your, your, your senses have been saturated by the Holy Spirit. Your sense of judgment has been impacted by the Holy Spirit. Amen. When you're filled with the Spirit. So if you want to be sober, get filled with the Spirit. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. All right. Let's read that in the Amplified. Give me the Amplified. Ephesians 5, 18. It says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity. Cataposta. <laughs> the Bible is brutally frank. <laughs> you see? He says, but on the contrary, he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by Him. Can you see? Yeah. So sometimes you wake up, Holy Spirit, I want to drink this morning. I want to drink. Hallelujah. So you can drink of the Spirit, but you drink by faith. You drink by faith. So, when you are filled with the Spirit, the feeling of the Holy Spirit, the infilling, is not a one-time experience. It's a continuous experience. It's supposed to be continuous. Continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? Yeah. When you, when you get born again, you are baptized into Christ. Okay? When, you're, when you get born again, you are baptized into Christ. But then... When you are baptized into Christ, the next thing, when you are baptized, okay, when you are baptized, you are put into water. Correct? But when you drink, you are putting water into you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So we are baptized into Christ when we receive Jesus. Okay? But then, when we now take in the Word, when we take in the Holy Spirit, we are now drinking. So that's why what you hear, you need to be careful. Jesus said, be careful how you hear. Okay? Be careful what you allow in your heart. Because it is a spiritual drink. And if you want God to use you mightily, you have to watch what you take in. If you want to walk in the power of God, you need to watch what you take in. Hallelujah. Yeah, because if you keep consuming everything that is consumable and everything that everybody is saying, garbage, <laughs> yeah, 
A dustbin, right? What do you what do you use dustbin for? Trash. No, you, you bring this, you drop it there, you bring something else, drop it there, another thing, you drop it there. Everything that you want to get rid of, you put it there. That's how some people's minds are. So that's why they are constantly drunk. They are constantly drunk with stupidity. They are constantly drunk with wickedness. They are constantly drunk with fear. They are constantly drunk huh, with anxiety. They are constantly drunk with negativity. They are constantly drunk. Why? Because they've been taking everything, taking everything, taking everything. And then it gets to a point that they can't contain it anymore. And then they start blaming God. They say, oh, God, you, you know, you failed me. Oh, how many times have you told yourself that God failed you? Let's investigate what you... Let's investigate God's failures, God's so-called failure in your life. If we begin to ask questions and begin to probe, I'm telling you, you will start repenting. You will start asking God for mercy. You will even be thanking him for not killing you. <laughs> for wrong accusation. Yeah. Because this one comes and says this, you take it in. Another one comes says this, you take it in. Another one comes says this, you take it in. And then you now get intoxicated. Instead of going to the Word of God, spend time with Him. Drink the living water. Yes? If you are thirsty, if you feel dry, that means you are thirsty. Go to Him and drink. Don't go to the wrong bar. Hello? Yeah? Otherwise, you go to drink. The, you go to the bar of pity party. You no, know? when you go to the bar of pity party, everybody in that bar is 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 in self pity. Okay, so you you lick my wound, I lick yours. Huh? You rub my back, I rub yours. Huh? You sing. Your song, I sing mine. And you know that song, right? <laughs> you know that song. Huh? Everybody starts, the, you know, we take turns to sing it. Hmm? Nobody knows. <laughs> Come on. Huh? Nobody knows. The troubles I have seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. And then the other one picks it up. Nobody knows. <laughs> huh? And then another one comes. Nobody knows. Hmm? And then the instruments come in. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it becomes a melody. <laughs> Whew. And the whole place is charged with this song. And the spirit of that song, you're drinking it. You're drinking it. And then you start crying. 
This one finishes crying. Then the other one takes over. And then starts crying. And then this other one. And so, you know, you're taking turns. What a party. <laughs> yeah. And then you come out of that place. Your walk is different. Your language is different. People that knew you now see something is different about you. You've just finished drinking. Huh? It's like it's like Naomi, you know? Remember Naomi? Yeah, from 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 um uh, when she went to Moab. And then when she's coming back, and they they are welcoming her. And you know the meaning of Naomi, it means pleasant. Naomi means pleasant. They say, oh, Naomi is around. Hey, everybody's celebrating Naomi. Say, Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. The Lord has dealt bitterly with me. You see what she's been drinking? Bitterness. She drank so much bitterness that her pleasantness was gone. And that's what happens. That's what happens. That's why you need to be sober. You need to be vigilant. Hmm? Yeah. You see, I said, Ruth 120, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. How did the Almighty do that to you? The thief comes not but for to steal to kill and to destroy. He says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Where is the Almighty there? Who did that to her? Was it the Almighty? No, it was the enemy. But she's accusing God. And she's bitter towards God. She didn't realize that God had a plan, a master plan, to turn that evil to good. Hallelujah. God was going to turn things around. And God, God is tearing her, bring her back to Bethlehem, the house of bread. He says, go back to Bethlehem. And she goes back to Bethlehem. And instead of her to you know, allow her pleasantness to come out, you know, the, 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 the sweet water in her to flow. No, it's been corrupted. But God still had his way in her life. Isn't that amazing? I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what it has been like for you. I don't know what the enemy has been telling you. I don't know what you've been drinking. But I'm presenting to you another drink. Amen. Hallelujah. To drink the wine of the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. You drink the wine of the Spirit because it is good for you. It will bring out the pleasantness. It will bring out the sweetness in your life. There is good in you. Hallelujah. There is something God has invested in you. Why? He has put his goodness in you. He has put his nature in you. He has put a river. In fact, he has put rivers in you. 
He has put a well in you. And so many, the nations can be healed just by interacting with you. People's lives can be impacted just by hanging around you. Just being around you. It's a privilege to be around you. Yeah, it is a blessing to know you. It is a blessing to hang around you. It is a blessing to relate with you. Why? Because there are rivers coming out of you. There is life coming out of you. Irrespective of your circumstances, there is what God is doing and bringing out of you. There is what God wants to do in this generation through you. Irrespective of your circumstances. Irrespective of your situation. So I tell you, it is it's best for you to drink from the Spirit and not drink from the world. Not drink from what the enemy is serving to this generation. The, the enemy is serving fear. He is serving negativity. He is serving illnesses. He is serving diseases. And people are drinking and drinking and drinking. And they are so drunk, they can't see a way out. But God is saying this morning, it's time for you to be sober and start drinking from the Spirit of God. Start drinking. Get those scriptures that at, uh, apply to your situation. Start drinking from there. If you want to be healed, get scriptures about healing and start drinking from there. Hallelujah. If you want deliverance, get scriptures about deliverance and start drinking. Start drinking. Hallelujah. If you want to break through, get scriptures that speak about breakthrough and start drinking. Start drinking. If your relationships are sick, get scriptures that address that and start drinking. And get so drunk. Get drunk with the wine of the Spirit. If you get drunk with the wine of the Spirit, I'm telling you, your life will be changed. You will start seeing things different. You will start hearing different. You will start walking different. Hallelujah. The way you relate will be different. The way you communicate will be different. Why? Because you've drank from the Lord. You've drank from the Lord. When you drink from the Lord, you cannot drink from the Lord and now come and then begin to give bitterness. No, you cannot, you cannot speak bitter words when you've drank from the Lord. Hallelujah. Be filled with the Spirit. Drink until you are full. Drink until there is an overflow. Let there be an overflow of the Word of God. Let there be an overflow of the wisdom of God. Instead of foolishness, drink wisdom. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Be full of wisdom. Let there be an overflow of wisdom from your life. Come on. Instead of confusion, drink clarity. The, the, the river of God is crystal clear. There is no, there is no, there is no corruption there. There is no dirt there. Not even one speck of dust will you find in God's word. So drink from there. It's good for you. It's healthy for you. It's good for your mind. It's good for your brain. It's good for your spirit. It's good for your body. It's good for your career. It's good for your children. It's good for your parents. It's good for your family. It's good for your future. Come on. 
Hallelujah. Let's drink from the Lord. I am thirsty. I'm thirsty for more. And I'm saying, Lord, I want to drink more. I want to drink more. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm getting drunk. Getting drunk and I'm seeing something. I'm seeing a glorious future. I'm seeing a better tomorrow. What I'm drinking is enabling me to see visions of better things. Better days. Glorious days. Hallelujah. A product of my drink. Hallelujah. Drinking from God. Mighty God. I want you to just rise up on your feet right now. Let's begin to talk to the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, yes, I'm drinking. I've come to drink. I've come to drink from you. Yes, 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 yes. I've come to drink, to drink from the Holy Spirit. I've come to drink from the Word of God. Yes, I've come to drink from the Lord Himself. No wonder Jesus, His first miracle was turning water to wine. He turned water to wine because he is serving. He's a bartender. He is serving the wine of heaven. He's serving the wine of heaven right now. It's time to drink. It's time to drink. Begin to drink right now. Yes. Begin to drink. Drink and you will see a better tomorrow. Drink and you will see. Yes. You will see that God has great things for you. Drink. Drink, get a scripture and drink. Feast upon the word of God. Feast upon the word of God. Have a drinking party with the Holy Spirit. Have a drinking party with the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Yes, yes, yes. Mighty God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you glory. Yes, let bitterness be removed from your life. Yes, let every ugliness in your life be removed. Right now, in the name of Jesus, let every pain from your life be removed. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Right now, right now, right now. Yes, let every confusion be removed from your life. In the name of Jesus, let foolishness be removed from your life. Let foolishness be driven far away from you. In the name of Jesus. You cannot interact with the wisest being that has ever existed and walk away foolish. No, it's not possible. That's not your portion. Stop drinking anything of foolishness. Stop drinking anything that causes your heart to, to, to fear. Stop drinking that. And drink the wine that will fill you with faith. That will fill you with vision. That will fill you with hope. Hallelujah. I speak hope right now. In the name of Jesus. Every hopeless situation is transformed in the name of Jesus. Where they say there is no way, I declare that there is a way. There is a way for you. In the name of Jesus. I declare that there's a way for you. There's a way for your family. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I decree a turnaround for you. I decree a turnaround for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, my God. 
let visions begin to come upon your people. Visions of a better day, better tomorrow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let the excitement of a great vision begin to fill your heart in the name of Jesus. Where you've been hopeless, I speak hope right now. Visions that will bring hope. Visions that will bring celebration. Visions that will bring jubilation. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you glory. Say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to drink from you. To drink from your cup right now. Forgive me for drinking from the cup of the enemy in the name of Jesus. From now on, I purpose in my heart to be sober, to be vigilant, to be careful of what I take in. Give me the wisdom. Give me the discernment. Help me to discern. I want to drink only from you. From your word. From your spirit. From your presence. From your cup. Thank you, Lord. I receive life. Life from your word. Life from your presence. Pleasures from your presence. In Jesus' name, I receive by faith right now. I want to be saturated to the overflowing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we go, let me pray for those who are not born again. If you want to give your life to Jesus, if you raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Is there anybody? You want to, you want to surrender to Jesus? I'll pray for you. If, if you raise your hand. I don't see any hand. Okay, those watching online, if you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. Why don't you just say this after me? Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. I open my heart and I say, Jesus, come in. Make me a new person. Wash away my sins and make me a new creation. Let your kingdom come in my life. Give me a new heart. A heart that loves you. A heart that loves what you love and hates what you hate. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray for those who have prayed this prayer. I ask, oh God, that you will move in their hearts. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Oh, Father, as it is in heaven, let it be in their lives. I ask for the new creation to dawn upon them. Thank you, Father. I break the power of sin. Break the power of the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.